number one for podcasting. Live from the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Five minutes after the hour of 11, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. It is official. The news has just been released from the Iowa State men's basketball Twitter account at Cyclone MBB. TJ Otzelberger is returning home as the 21st head coach in Iowa State men's basketball history. Uh, Jamie Pollard's got a video. I think we should play some of it, mm-hmm. Trent. Uh, yeah. We, you and I have obviously not heard it as it just uh, broke here at the top of the hour. But uh, regardless of how, um, I don't know if it's half the fan base feels, it is a done deal. It's by the sounds of things been a done deal for some time. And TJ Otzelberger is coming back to Ames to take your Cyclones forward. So we have both questioned this one. I don't like it. Yeah, I I don't think it's going to be a home run. Nope. Can it work, though? Yes. Yeah, of course. He can recruit. Yes, he can recruit. Mm -hmm. And he's got to build the right staff. It can work. But as I think most people know, I am a betting man. And if I had to make a bet on this, I would bet that it ultimately does not work. Mm -hmm. Now, I've been dead wrong before. I've been done wrong about this job. I thought Fred Hoiberg was going to be a disaster. I thought that was... See, I was on the other side of that one. I got that one right. You got that one right. Mm -hmm. I was dead wrong on that one. I thought we were heading down the road of Isaiah Thomas, Clyde Drexler. (laughs) It was going to be an unmitigated disaster. But he was smart. He brought Bobby Lutz with Mm -hmm. him to help with the X's and O's. He got the right staff in terms of recruiting. And he opened Pandora's box before anybody else at the power level of going out and getting these transfers. That opened up the job and put it in a way that nobody had done at the power conference level consistently bringing in those kind of transfers. He did that. So what is T.J. Otzelberger going to do? What is his, I don't know, eureka moment that this is how we're going to be a little bit different at Iowa State and we're going to be able to catch up to the programs, not just to Kansas and Texas and the resources that they have, Mm -hmm. but look at what Mike Boynton's done. At Oklahoma yeah, State, no, that's fair. It's done very. It's done a hell of a job. Look, when Chris Beard at Texas Tech, Chris Beard plays defense. Those were those were two wins a year yeah. that you feel like you could have yearly. Mm-hmm. The Big Twelve of today, I maintain, is a lot better than the Big Twelve even of a decade ago. Yes, you don't have Kansas, maybe the behemoth that they were, but in terms of talent, look at those coaches one through nine, one through nine. The other coaches in this league, even from Bruce Weber and Jamie Dixon. Those are guys that programs are not very good, and those are elite-level coaches. This is a difficult place to continue to maybe learn on the job. So we're going we're gonna to switch gears on the fly. I want to play cut three uh, with, okay. of, of the Matt Humans, who, again, is if you listen to the uh, the first hour, of the, or the what, I don't know, 20 minutes ago when we had Steve Cofield on, uh, and we asked, I asked him, is Humans kind of the extreme? Uh, he's opinionated, mm-hmm. but he's, very, he's, he's close to the program. He covered it for 10 years. Uh, this is what he had to say about how he sees T.J. Otzelberger, the coach. And we are going to play Jamie Pollard's piece uh, coming up here. Uh, this is Matt Eumanns from Steve Cofield's show yesterday. This is on the Big 12 portions that the yes. cut you're looking yeah, for? Yes, cut three. Uh, I, I think it's 
obviously the right move for him to go to Iowa State. He's going to get a big contract, probably be the last big contract he gets because he's going to lose there. He's going to be overwhelmed in the Big 12 against much better coaches. Look at the coaches in the Big 12. They're going to eat this guy alive. He's going to have to get a ton of talent to win any games and be competitive in Ames. But it was right move for him to get out of here. He was, you know, he had worn out his welcome. It's obviously a lucky break for the Rebels. And that's kind of the consensus for a lot of people mm-hmm. out there. Well, uh, whether uh, he's the right move or not, he's the guy. Uh, can we play Jamie Pollard's piece? Yep, got it uh, queued up here, and we'll just start from the beginning and, and go from there. Jamie Pollard announcing TJ Otzelberger as the new Iowa State men's basketball coach. Good morning, Cyclone fans. Today, I'm pleased to share with you that TJ Otzelberger will be our next men's head basketball coach. I'm so excited to welcome TJ, Allison Lacey, and their three children, Olivia, Jace, and Stella, back to Ames, Iowa. They're home away from home. Before we spend time talking about why TJ, I thought I'd share several important things with you. All of you are so loyal, so passionate, and give of so much to us, both in tickets and donations, that we feel as our investors or shareholders, you have a right to know and we have a responsibility to share. What did this process actually entail? And so I wanna spend a little time talking about the process before we talk about why TJ. First of all, we did a lot of pre-work. Unfortunately, we anticipated we could be in a situation where we had a coaching change. So for the last several weeks of the basketball season, our staff spent a considerable amount of time identifying candidates that we felt would be a good fit at Iowa State, that understood what it meant to live in the Midwest and to recruit in the Midwest, and candidates that we thought Financially, we could make it work. We also identified a search firm if we so choose or would have chosen to use a search firm. And we also spent time putting together the pathway forward to how to contact individuals because we knew it would have to happen quickly if we were gonna try to gauge their interest, their agents, their cell phone numbers, common people that we know so that we would have a game plan in case we had to activate. As we all know, last Monday night, we unfortunately had to make the decision to move in another direction. Tuesday morning, we began to activate our plan. And we spent all day Tuesday working through that list and working through our contacts to gauge candidates' interest. And as you would expect, some candidates didn't have interest, some wanted to think about it, and others were. But it became clear that one candidate had far more knowledge, was very prepared, and was the most ready to take our job. So we decided yesterday on Wednesday to essentially run a dual process. We had to protect ourselves, and so we continued to work our leads and work the list of engagement. But at the same time, we started to do a deeper dive on what it would look like if TJ ended up being 
our new coach. And a lot of people don't stop to think about what goes into that. From attorneys to financial planners to tax consequences to um, diversity and equity, all the things that have to be thought about as you work through that process. And after spending considerable time yesterday working through that, we got to a spot last evening where we were able to have Tim Day, our faculty athletics rep, and Dr. Wendy Winterstein be involved in a personal interview with TJ. At the conclusion of that interview late last night, Dr. Winterstein and I were able to jointly offer TJ the opportunity to be our next head coach. And this morning, TJ and Allison called me to share with us that they had chosen to be Cyclones again. And I thought it was really important for you to just have a backdrop on what that process entailed. And I think it's also important that I wanna spend a quick time just thanking some people. Because oftentimes I'm seen as the point guard, I'm the one that's communicating to you today. And a lot of people think, well, it's just Jamie Pollard involved. I wanna thank Dr. Winterstein. Her leadership, the autonomy she gives us to do what we need to do in short order is critical to our ability to navigate this process so quickly. To Tim Day, our faculty athletics rep, to be able to come into that process and be knowledgeable of what we need and what we don't need, and to be able to ask the tough questions and to be able to talk through from a faculty's perspective, from a staff member's perspective, what matters at Iowa State. I also want to thank Mike Norton, the university's general counsel, for spending considerable time talking with attorneys, financial planners, tax advisors. I also want to thank Margot Foreman, the assistant vice president over equity. You know, Margot has a, a very challenging but very important position on this campus to make sure that diversity and inclusion is involved in everything we do. And any candidate that we were going to talk with also had to talk about what their staffing plans were and how they were gonna assure us that diversity and inclusion would be involved in this process. I think it's also important to point out several of the key staff members on my leadership team. Charles Small. Charles is a former basketball player for Jamie Dixon at the University of Pittsburgh. And Charles brings a great perspective to this process and interacting with our student athletes. Steve Melchow, our longtime communication specialist and confidant to me personally, and to Chris Jorgensen, our CFO, and to Carrie Ruba, our Director of Human Resources. That team works so cohesively together to allow us to expedite this process and to make sure we were doing everything in the best right way. I also wanna thank Desiree, the Athletics Director at UNLV, she handled this very professionally. I know she didn't want to lose TJ. She did everything in her power to keep TJ at UNLV, including offering an extension late last night. But in the end, TJ and Allison really, really want to come home to Ames and be Cyclones again. So let's talk about why TJ, because that's the most important part of this. Let me start by saying this. There's no athletics director in the country that can hire a coach and guarantee that that coach is gonna win. 
Think of it like this. There's 300 Division I basketball programs, and on any given night, 150 of them have to lose. It's mathematically impossible for all of them to win. So anybody that says they can guarantee that isn't really being honest. But there are some things you can guarantee. You can guarantee integrity. You can guarantee character. You can guarantee fit by doing your due diligence. And in this particular case, TJ worked here for eight years. He worked with most of us. Our staff all know him. We know about his integrity. We know how he fits our culture. And that really gave him a leg up. Secondly, we know his storied history of being a proven recruiter at Iowa State. Craig Brackens, Melvin Edgem, George Niang, Naz Long, Matt Thomas. You know, all the individuals that, you know, I, and I even hate cutting the list too short because I'm starting to think of more of them, but you know what I'm referring to. TJ was so involved in recruiting many, many of the great players that have come through Iowa State during that eight-year period. He knows how to recruit to Iowa State. He knows how to recruit in the Midwest. But TJ also now has experience as a head coach. Five years ago, when we considered him, he didn't have that experience as a head coach. But he's now been the head coach for three years at South Dakota State, where he went 70 and 33. He won 70% of his games as a head coach. He won two conference championships. He went postseason three times, including two times to the NCA. And then he moved on to UNLV. You know, and at UNLV, he inherited a program that hadn't won 12 games in the Mountain West Conference since 1993 when Raleigh Massimino was their head coach. Think about that. That's 27 years ago. And in TJ's first year at UNLV, he inherited a program where he had to let some young men go. He brought in a couple of grad transfers for one year, including Naslong's brother. And he won 12 games and finished second in the Mountain West, including knocking off undefeated South Dakota State when they were, or San Diego State when they were ranked fourth in the country. I share that because he's proven he can win at another program. But then he also showed his true leadership because he took that program and had to start over for year two. And he signed the number one recruiting class in the Mountain West Conference, seven freshmen. His roster this year had 10 players that had never played at UNLV. So 10 of his 14 players were new to that team. His starting point guard got hurt and couldn't play the whole season. And they suffered a 33-day pause because of COVID. Yet despite all that adversity and all those new faces, they found a way to finish 500 in the Mountain West Conference, including beating Utah State, who the men's basketball committee selected as an at-large to the NCAA tournament. So if you combine his integrity, his recruiting experience, his knowledge of our culture, and his experience as a head coach with the fact that TJ and Allison want to be at Iowa State, it became really obvious to us that TJ Otzelberger was the perfect coach and the perfect fit for Iowa State University at this particular time. I look so forward to being able to have TJ get introduced or reintroduced to all of you. 
We're going to have a press conference on Friday morning. Unfortunately, because of COVID, it'll have to be a virtual press conference. But TJ will arrive in Ames tomorrow so that he can begin meeting with our players and putting his staff together and hit the ground running to help us restore our basketball program to where we all want it. I thank you for your patience and understanding during this, and I really thank you for how you handled the last 48 hours. I'm proud to be your athletics director, and I'm excited for us to bring back Hilton Magic to Hilton Coliseum. Thank you, and go Cyclones. All right, there's uh, Jamie Pollard uh, as he uh, explains the reasoning behind the hire and some of the parameters that came with it. Anxious to see the response from UNLV mm-hmm. about the fact that uh, Jamie made it clear that the athletic director, uh, Desiree, I don't remember her last name, uh, actually tried to uh, retain TJ and offered him a contract extension. That will be something that's vetted out, I'm assuming, in the uh, in the desert. But um, TJ's your guy and he'll be here uh, tomorrow and start meeting with the players and putting his staff together. Simple as that. It is something that we anticipated and it came together and came together quickly. We know J.B. Pollard likes to make his hires, quote-unquote, on his own. At least that's the perception that I've always had. Right, with the exception of Leith. Who, who, right. Who, and oh, after uh, that... He wanted Prome and... Yes. Mm-hmm. You can understand it. And I thought it was interesting when he was talking about President Winterstein for all intents and purposes, saying she keeps her, she doesn't meddle. And I like that. Yeah, absolutely. So does, so does Jamie, I'm assuming. Right. Every and, athletic director wishes that that was the case. Yes. And this is the way that things can go when you don't have vetted. One other thing, he was talking a lot about inclusion. And after the summer that we had, mm-hmm. that makes a lot of sense. A question I would have for the press conference, was there an African-American, a black coach that was interviewed during this process? And how many people were interviewed during this process. Oh, I'd love to know, Trent. Absolutely would. He said it's been uh, ongoing for a while. Um, Who who did he talk to? Mm -hmm. Who were some of the names that were out there? Will we ever get that? You usually don't. Right. Isn't it funny, though, every once in a while, like a few years down the line, some of that speculation starts to become Uh a little more clear. When Fran McCaffrey was hired, uh, Kevin Stallings, there was a contract that was written up for him already. Brand said yes, so they didn't have to go that route. But it usually feels like those ones kind of come out a little bit later than as opposed to you know, a week or two after the hire. Uh, we shall see, obviously. It's uh, it's all about W's and L's, and mm-hmm. if he can get it done, then Jamie Pollard, you've hit a home run. Is this going to be a Matt Campbell type of hire? Is this going to be a Paul Rhodes type of hire? We shall see. T.J. Otzelberger officially named uh, the 21st head coach. At uh, Iowa State. All right. KXNO wants to help double your stimulus. Again, this is back for a limited time only, and it's only back four times a day. Six o'clock hour with the morning rush, 11 o'clock hour right here with us. Murph and Andy will give you the keyword in sometime in the two o'clock hour. And then the Fanatics in the 4 o'clock hour at some point. Usually about this time, I would think, on the clock. But right now, win $1,400 by texting the keyword CHECK to 200-200. That's CHECK to 11 through the 13th for the boys. Global Direct Mail and Marketing is a local design and print shop that'll help you from start to finish. From design 
to printing and mailing it for you. From wedding invitations to birth announcements. And it's time to be thinking about those graduation announcements. No matter how big or small your project is, Global will work with you from creating a custom design to getting your project inserted into the mail. Global can design, print, and deliver. And Global can help your business grow with custom mailers designed to help you bring new customers through your doors. Located on 121st Street in Urbandale or call Craig at 515-282-3000. It's Global Direct Mail and Marketing. Trek Cotton here to let you know my good friends at Renner's Warehouse are in heavy demand right now in Des Moines for three reasons. One, the rental market is booming. People rent during uncertain times and homes are getting leased fast. Two, with professional video marketing and self-showing technology, Renner's Warehouse meets all healthy and safety guidelines for our social distancing world. And three, with regulations changing so quickly, more people are learning that using an experienced property manager is far less stressful than trying to do everything yourself. Now is not the time to DIY or mess with inexperienced property managers. For a low, flat monthly fee, Renner's Warehouse will take the grunt work off your plate with no upfront fees and no paperwork or 3 a.m. maintenance calls. Plus, they can help you turn your part-time rental into a full-time cash flow machine. And if you're a real estate agent, they're offering cash payments for referrals. Go to Renner'sWarehouse.com to book your free home rental price analysis today or call 515-528-4429. That's 515-528-4429. Renner's Warehouse, Des Moines. You'll always... Merce. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. 1460 KXNO 106.3 on the FM dial. Time to get into the NFL. Busy time. First four tonight. Madness tomorrow, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, NFL is ongoing as well. Vinny Iyer, Sporting News, who turned 135 years old yesterday. Uh, it's a lot of candles to blow out. Vinny, how are you? Good to speak with you. Yeah, I think uh, multiple uh, surgeries probably all over and needed at 135. So, yeah. Um, over the years, uh, to last this long, it's uh, fantastic. I mean, 1886, I mean, Oof. it's a long time. And uh, I've been lucky to be there for, I think, so it'll be close to 22 years um, here this uh, month, I think. So it's, uh, it's a lot of fun, and we keep uh, going on, and uh, we keep uh, bringing you all kinds of good stuff there in a different form maybe than a lot of people are used to. Indeed. You know what, Vinny, and I've, I've read it since the 70s, um, do you, well, I wonder if if the corporate offices somewhere is the first edition back 135 years ago. What it looked like and what was covered back all that t- long time ago. Well, I can tell you a little bit of what was going on back then. You were having uh, a lot of uh, horse racing and boxing. Right. You know, those were the big sports at the turn of the century, and the baseball was just getting going. And uh, that's how we kind of made our name as the Bible of baseball. Then we introduced other sports there. Uh, as they become more popular in the 50s and 60s and all that. So, yeah, I mean, there are some good archived uh, covers you can check out at sportingnews.com, and uh, eventually we'll have all of them out there for you to see and look at and uh, know what was uh, said back then. And uh, it tells you a lot about what's going on now. So it's just a good historical uh, kind of run here and uh, a lot of good uh, documentation of the sports uh, as long as anyone can imagine. So as you look back upon this flurry here over the last few days, just looking at the 2021 season, the upcoming season, 
What move do you believe will be the most impactful for this season alone? Mm, good one. Yeah, that's a really good question. And there are definitely uh, several to choose from here. But I'm going to say it's Hunter Henry going to the Patriots just because it signifies where they're going there offensively. Because Jonas Smith was one thing. You're like, okay, that makes sense. It was a pretty good value. Mike played for Mike Brable. He's going to help them. But then you're looking at two elite tight ends spending all that kind of money. You know Bill Belichick is up to something with his offense. So I'm not sure Cam Newton's the guy to run it going forward. But certainly you look at the, the, the Patriots, they're trying to do something different here. All these other teams are trying to spread the field and go that way. This team is going big with two tight end sets. Those are the go-to guys. Cam Newton's running. Maybe a future quarterback's running. So very interesting to see what the Patriots are kind of concocting behind the scenes. Well, we know the Buccaneers, there's no secret about what they're doing. They're out in front about trying to repeat. No, not, no, they're keeping the band together, no doubt about it. Finney, uh, you went to Northwestern. You know what it's like in Chicago and how how important the Bears are to that city. Uh, by the sounds of things, Ryan Pace did everything he could. Uh, a King's Ransom apparently was on the table, three ones, a starter, and another pick, maybe a third, uh, to get Russell Wilson away from Seattle when Seattle decided to keep him. The Bears very quickly needed to get their quarterback. They got Andy Dalton. Uh, just your thoughts on Dalton to the Bears. This tells me that they're going through the draft to try and find their next quarterback. But at least Ryan Pace tried. Should he get credit for at least doing that? Or no, not at, not at all. Not good enough. He missed. Well, first of all, when you said uh, you went to Northwestern, so you, you said I was glad you were going to follow that. So you know what it's like not to have a team in the in-state tournament. <laughs> some of you, but uh, looking at um, the Bears, they had to do that because you look at Washington. They did a similar thing. They're picking back to back in the first round, pretty late, nineteen and twenty. So what these teams have to do, and that included the Patriots there at fifteen. You've got to hedge your bets. You're not guaranteed to get a top-five quarterback outside of the top 12 right now in this uh, first round. I mean, you look at Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, and Mac Jones, and some order those three guys after those first two guys. I mean, there's a lot of uh, high demand for quarterbacks and not a lot of supply where you would say, these guys, uh, we could really feel good about making our franchise quarterback. So. You've got to hedge your bets, and that's exactly why we call it a bridge quarterback. You're bridging it to maybe something better, and that's why these are all one-year deals. Andy Dalton, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Cam Newton, uh, James Winston, Taysom Hill, those type of situations where they're trying to figure out what we have at quarterback now. And maybe that's why the Steelers said we're going to bring back Ben Roethlisberger because we don't feel good about getting any of these quarterbacks here in this particular class. So uh, for the Bears' perspective, they – tried and they should have as much as they could for Russell Wilson. I know it's a little more complicated now with the Deshaun Watson situation with things going on and mm-hmm. that we have to look into what's going on there before a team is going to be feeling more comfortable trying to acquire him. So when you look at uh, that, I mean, you had to shoot the moon if you're the Bears. I mean, they've been trying to solve quarterback in Chicago since the price did Luckman. And mm-hmm. they've been able to win years with the defense over the years. Uh, but that's been their backbone, but we know in 2021 they got to have a quarterback. So it is uh, something we're definitely going to watch here with uh, the uh, Bears. Do they get into the mix for a quarterback? Do they get aggressive? Is Andy Dalton a bridge option? Are they comfortable thinking they could win some more games after they got to the playoffs with Mitchell Trubisky? So 
all kinds of things in play for uh, Chicago here. And, again, the biggest thing for now is uh, when you switch from Trubisky or Nick Foles to Bolton, that's going to help your salary cap. You're probably going to get the same level of quarterback play. You're going to be able to keep some other guys on your team. So I think they weighed all that and they said, look, we're not going to get one of the top guys. Let's just get a guy that we feel comfortable if we put the right guys around him that he can be productive and Andy Dalton is that guy. So uh, let's go north of our border up to Minnesota. Patrick Peterson yesterday. Mm. Two parts. A, incredible for we know what Zimmer does with cornerbacks and defensive backs, how good it feels like he can be if he stays healthy. But secondly, one-year deal for Peterson. Is this some of these guys looking forward and understanding looks like the cap is going to go up in a big way, signing these short deals thinking there might be one more big one on the back end of this? Yeah, for sure. And for the Vikings, I mean, they've been in some cap trouble of late. They had to clear out of it. and They had to move on from their trio of corners last year, David Rhodes, uh, Trey Waynes, and Mackenzie Alexander. So I think they had some promise there in the secondary uh, with their picks, Jeff Gladney, but they didn't have a lot of experience back there. So Patrick Peterson gives you an experienced corner. He was pretty solid there for the Cardinals. They also got another key defensive piece that maybe uh, flew under the radar. I agree. Dalvin Tomlinson of the Giants, yeah. So what I like about the Vikings, they know exactly what kind of teams they run, what exactly kind of team they are. They've been this way consistently for so many years, and that's why they knew exactly Justin Jefferson was the guy that was going to fit in that offense to replace Stephon Diggs. They knew Gladney, he might dig some lumps first, but he's the style of cornerback that Mike Zimmer liked. Mm-hmm. Patrick Peterson is that same guy who can play zone and man interchangeably and be effective and, again, be a leader back there because they need a little bit of experience. I know they have uh, maybe a transition of safety here if they're not able to keep Anthony Harris. So things that you're looking at for the Vikings is getting a little bit more experience, but uh, now you have uh, somebody beef up your defensive line as well and uh, kind of hedge your bets with who, how end is shaking up. So in interior, you're, you'll feel a little bit better about that situation. So the Vikings, I think Rick Spielman over the years, he just knows what they need to get. He doesn't spend a fortune necessarily to get it. And people might still knock him for the Kirk Cousins move, but quite frankly, he's got the best career play out of Kirk Cousins. Yep. They've won games. Uh, they've won a playoff game there with Kirk Cousins. So um, uh, the Vikings always are making little under-the-radar moves that keep them competitive, but you know year in and year out. I think that's been underrated. I- I'm with you. I don't think Kirk Cousins has been the problem in, his- in Minnesota since he's been there. Uh, the problem in Kansas City seemed to be protection for Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Joe Thune is a massive, massive signing, I think, as they take him away from the Patriots. And then Kyle Long comes out of retirement. And before getting injured uh, with Chicago, and Trent would speak more to it as a Bears fan, I thought Long was on his way to having a decent career at right guard. So uh, Kansas City identified the offensive line as an area of need and has gotten two guys within the last 36 hours or so that I think will make significant impacts on that football team. Yeah, it's interesting because the Chiefs, uh, we thought, okay, they cut their tackle, so they might focus on tackle, but I think Joe Thune has a chance to start at right tackle for them. And then you look at uh, Ty Long, they also have uh, Lauren Duvenay-Tardif probably opting back in for this season. So that gives you a lot of hope already in three-fifths of your offensive line. You've got to figure out left tackle. But number 31 in the first round seems like a pretty good spot to uh, target a a few different guys there. I mean, you could look at uh, Jalen Mayfield of Michigan. He could be an option. 
if one of the other top tackles drops, like uh, Christian Darasaw, they can look at him there at that spot, maybe a Samuel Cosme of Texas. So there are guys that they can get at number 31 that you can put at left tackle and feel pretty good about, and uh, you figure that's going to be the priority with very limited uh, draft capital here for the Chiefs. So I, I look at this team and maybe a little bit of pivot. I don't think they ran the ball enough against Tampa. They had opportunities. They were trying to take away the pass in that game. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who invested a first-round pick in a pretty good overall back, so go out and get some blockers that can help him on the ground. Kai Long, we know, is very good at that for the Bears. So if you're a little bit better run blocking, that's another way to take pressure off Patrick Mahomes. But now you have uh, potential for starting tackle, good interior pass protection as well. So, yeah, the Chiefs, we know when you pay your quarterback a lot, then you pay a guy like Chris Jones, you're going to have limited uh, resources going forward. So I think their biggest priorities now are going to be figuring out what they do at the other tackle and uh, maybe getting that third weapon, which I think they could really use a legitimate guy behind a Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, because that finally showed up as a weakness in the Super Bowl as well. Final thing for me, Vinny, and doesn't have to do with free agency. It was a guy that's been talked about of possibly leaving, though. Deshaun Watson, what uh, you no. know about the sexual assault, the civil There's lawsuit that's now. there, third one that has come to fruition here today what that means about his departure and just the legalese that you've been able to dig through. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to rush to judge anything here and you want to gather all the evidence, but when there's mounting accusations, it is a little bit concerning. And I mean, the fact that you have to sort these out and you have to vet everything that's coming out to make sure, I mean, there's nothing more serious here that you have to be concerned with. So, and the Texans, I think they've uh, been wishy-washy about, do they want to keep him? Do they not want to keep him? One day it seems like uh, we're 100% not going to trade him, and the other day, uh, maybe we get the right offer, we're going to move him. So I still think they're leaning toward moving him. But, again, if you're another team, you can't really do this because of the personal conduct policy. If What if the fallout is there from this just in case? You may be cleared and everything might be fine here at, at some point, but – you still have to figure it out and do your due diligence here. And keep in mind, you're, to get Watson, you're going to have to give up a lot. Yep. So I, th- I think you just have to be patient here with that move. And it's going to be frustrating for some teams. That's why I thought it's always going to be a, a team in an advantageous spot, not, not a team out of desperation. I thought the Bears could be desperate enough to pull it off, but it didn't seem like they were putting any efforts in Watson more than uh, Russell Wilson here. So I – uh, we just have to wait and see with Deshaun Watson. It could drag out quite a while. Remember, the draft is only on April 29th, so we have uh, more than a month here to figure out what happens with Watson and help some of the teams that might be considering trading for Watson versus drafting a high quarterback uh, to uh, make that decision. Yeah, it seemed like Carolina was going to go all in for him, and as a Broncos fan, I'm seeing a lot of buzz around Denver as they want to upgrade from Drew Locke. But uh, now with the third lawsuit filed today and the league will get involved at some point, remains to be seen what happens. Vinny, thank you. I appreciate you coming on. Again, congratulations to the Sporting News for making it 135 years. We're grateful to you and Bill Bender, who joins us to talk college basketball and football particularly throughout the season to Corsi and the whole crew. Vinny, thank you. We'll talk to you in the weeks ahead. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Yeah, do the same. Vinny Iyer from the Sporting News. Come back, finish things up here. It's 1145 on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and Washington Corporation. 
Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa features Mighty M industrial pressure washers. Built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines, or you can find them online at Washer Systems. Dot com. Unintentional people. For all of your and your family's eye care needs, make it Elite Eye Care. Dr. Ethan Heisman, Dr. Heidi Bell, and Dr. Kelsey Sawatsky provide expert eye care close to home. From eye exams to contact lenses, eyeglasses to sunglasses, make Elite Eye Care your local optometrist. Set up your next eye care appointment with Elite Eye Care, 9250 University Avenue in West Des Moines, and online at eyedoctordesmoines.com. Stimulus. March's biggest tournament is finally here. We don't know who will be cutting down the nets in the end, but we do know there'll be no shortage of madness. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of the action. Bet $4 on an underdog. Win $256 if they win. It's that simple. Turning 4 bucks into $256 is 64 to 1 odds. There's no better way to put your college back Basketball knowledge to the test and to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if college basketball isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on golf, hockey, and so much more. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code KXNO when you sign up to turn $4 into $256 for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Iowa only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sports book for details gambling and marketing all right final couple of minutes here on a thursday des moines sports station 1460 kx and 106.3 fm i'll say this much pollard has done a masterful job his team's not in the ncaa tournament mm-hmm. monday iowa announces fran mccaffrey gets an extension a couple years later pollard fires his head coach Takes the top of the fold. Uh-huh. Drake plays in the first four today. Hires the coach officially. <laughs> makes official. Uh, makes it official that T.J. Otzelberg is the Nets head coach at Iowa State. Is he going to have something Saturday? Well, you wonder, before the right? Iowa game, what cards he got left to Maybe play? Maybe the first assistant will be hired that day. The press release will come out. Oh man, he's he's really good at that. Got to give him credit. Yeah. Got to give him credit. I don't believe that T.J. Otzelberg and Allison slept on it last night. No, no that, come on. Seems like a bit of a stretch. Yeah, you think. Uh, I found this interesting. This is just from a fan after the release came on Twitter mm-hmm. and just put out a poll. It has almost 700 votes. A random Cyclone fan? Seven, yep. 700 votes. Okay. And just it was, do we like it? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's the question. Do we like it? Yep. Yes, 54%. No, 46%. It's a divided fan base. So this mm-hmm. is uh, th- this one's, Pollard's got, there's some pressure on him to get this one right. He uh, And again, there's going to be hundreds of kids in the transfer portal mm-hmm. last year there was over a thousand this year might that number be 1400 you know with that free year that doesn't mean they're all good right but if you can um you know get the right ones here's what he's got to sell he can come to Iowa State and play there's not many people in front no. of you you want to play in a power five conference on a, on a at a school where you will get complete support from the fan base and from the, I mean, it's it's a good place to play for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. Loyal fan base, you're in the Big 12, and you can play right away. 
that's appealing. That's appealing. Make the phone call to Hunter. Like I said yesterday, that, that phone call's already had to happen, at least from sure. the athletic department yep. front. Yep. Keep That's, him in the fold. Yes. You do that. Well, and and where's TJ from? Milwaukee. Wisconsin. And where's Tyrese Hunter from? Milwaukee. There you go. It's a very easy connection there. Mm-hmm. I would guess that TJ offered him. There was some kind. Now, he might At have. At UNLV? I would guess Yeah, so. I would hope. Uh, yeah. He still has his Midwest recruiting base. Uh-huh. I would be shocked if that offer didn't come. Now, for a kid from Milwaukee that has big-time offers, it might have been, eh, here's another one. Mm-hmm. And it just it didn't go any further. But at the very least, there has to be some kind of communication. That, initially, I think is one of the biggest things. They don't have a point guard. They don't have a point guard on the roster. And you saw what happened this season, playing without a point guard. you got a top 50 player. And if you can maybe bridge the gap, and you bring in a grad transfer mm-hmm. point guard, and then Hunter can learn on the job. And Absolutely. Remember Monte Morris's freshman. I, I do, Trent, and he and he was uh, uh, he was tutored by DeAndre Kane. It was perfect. It was he played awesome. 14, 18 mm-hmm. minutes a game. It was he went in there. Assist to turnover yep. ratio was through the roof. Yep. But it wasn't everything on his shoulders. That's another difficult thing for freshmen in any league. Right. Coming in and running a point guard, and then look what happened in sophomore, junior, yes. seniors. Now in the NBA, mm, that, and, he's, and he's got a, he's got his second contract. That is, I think, the blueprint uh-huh. that you have here, without a doubt. He can recruit. Mm-hmm. He can build a staff. And he's got playing time to offer. That is huge. Yes, because there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be in these markets, and everybody's uh-huh. going to be trying to bridge gaps and build their team mm-hmm. as well as possible. Trent, there's there's no question of all the boxes that TJ doesn't check, the biggest check mark might be in the recruiting and the possibility mm-hmm. of bringing in a new roster with playing time. Record at UNLV aside, I'm on record. You know where I stand. I, I just think they settled if, they, if TJ Otzelberger... If he was John Doe, he wouldn't be here. Right. He's got a lot of fans in the media. He's got a lot of fans in this building, let's be honest. He does. Um, he's And he's got his biggest fan as the athletic director. So, again, uh, he, it's going to be an entirely different roster. This is going to be fun to watch him put this put this roster together in the next few weeks. Months. Months, yeah. Yep. It, it takes a while. Mm-hmm. And this will be something I think will still be a moving target. And guess what? May, June, that roster's still going to be changing, and we like that. You know what that is? That's content for Absolutely. us to talk about. No, And we fun. enjoy those kind of things a whole lot when we get it. Get past uh, well, basically the Final Four and the Masters. We're starting to look ahead. We're looking you for local friends. You forgot about the draft. You and your draft. The first Saturday in May. Does that ring a bell? It's, well, for one segment. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. um, you like Drake tonight? I love Drake tonight. It is my favorite bet. Second bet of the evening, Mount St. Mary's. Like, are they early or are they? They are the 410 game. That's what I thought. I like Mount St. Mary's as well. But yeah, Drake is my favorite bet of this day. Where will you be tomorrow for our show? Going to be at the front row over on Hickman Road. Uh, always a good time over there. Is it Des Moines? Is it Urbandale? Just put You're it in your Google machine. Row. I'll be at the front row. You'll be here. Yep. I'll be watching tournament games. Great special. Stop on out. I'll be masked, having a good time, and uh, pulling that mask down to have a cold one after we finish up at noon. Tomorrow from the front row, uh, from, excuse me, down under bar, front row on Saturday for the Hawkeye pregame. Busy couple days. Murph and Andy at one, the Fanatics at three, Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM.